it's Samantha and Maria and we're the Clarity Co. Here to help the driven build their dreams. This podcast will help you gain clarity in your business, show up authentically and scale with confidence. Our community exists to support you holistically because you're more than just a brand. You're a whole person here to make an impact on the world. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Clarity Co. I am Maria and I am here with Sam. And today we are talking about tricky conversations. Um, A few weeks ago, I posted on our uh, Instagram stories, which if you don't follow us on Instagram, we are at theclarity.co and you should. Um, I posted on our stories about how I had to have a tricky conversation with a client and I asked if people were interested in Sam and I talking about it on the podcast and it was a resounding yes. So we are going to talk a little bit about tricky conversations and, uh, or hard conversations that you have to have in your business, because at the end of the day, it is your business. It is, you should not feel as a boss of your own business, you should not hate your job and feel uncomfortable working with the people that you're working with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, otherwise, what's the point? Might as well just go get a full-time job that you hate, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, we both, I think Sam and I both agree that being your own boss is a lot of hard work and you have to do a lot of things, but um, the benefits far outweigh the, you know, cons. And the thing is, though, sometimes you are going to have to work with people. And my conversation with, was with a with, was oh, excuse me was with a client, um, where I felt like you know because I do a lot of freelance work, I felt like I was being extremely taken advantage of, and I needed to lay down the law. And you know, right now, I think people are worried about their um, what's the money that's coming into their bank accounts. And so sometimes having those conversations can make you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose a client and I'm going to lose money. I've had other conversations where I had someone I hired to do a job and they just like literally didn't do it. Like didn't do their job at all whatsoever. And I was like, oh gosh, I have to say something because I'm paying them. Um, So that was a hard conversation. I've also had to have a hard conversation with someone who was working for me who um, screamed at me on the phone. And that was really awful. Um, So Sam, let's, um, let's dive in. What are your thoughts um, about these conversations? And like, have you had to have many of them? I know you have. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. And okay. So you guys know I'm an Enneagram too. I'm a projector. I don't love hard conversations at all. (laughs) Excuse me. I, um, I think Enneagram eights like it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And they love it. They love them. And remember, you know, funny story, my friends, Taylor and Megan were both telling me that I was an Enneagram eight. And I was like, "Mm." I mean, I do love a good justice and I also love a good telling people how it is, but it really just depends on the circumstance. So if it's a circumstance where I'm being like, it's, if I am the, if I'm the, what am I trying to say, Maria? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if you are, I think, okay, so this is how I see it for you, Sam. Like if somebody is coming to you about like their business and you're like, look, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. And this is how you're going to succeed. I think you are all about those conversations. Right. But 
if you need to have a conversation with someone who like is not meeting your expectations or is taking advantage of you or is, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's more of like a, uh, gosh, like a personal. Like, yeah. If, yeah. if my boundaries are being pushed personally, I get really uncomfortable mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, as an Enneagram too, am not someone who is really comfortable with, um, like upholding my own boundaries. Like, yeah. and I know that a lot of us can be like this, right? Like we're, we're the first ones to quit on ourselves. We'll do something so quickly for anyone else, but not for ourselves kind of thing. Right. Like mm -hmm. we're our, our biggest quitter basically. And so for me, like holding up those boundaries with people who I have hired or, you know, those kinds of things and membership, I've had to do it a lot. Like I've had to had to have conversations, um, had a, had a really interesting one where a friend who I had helped quite a bit with her business kind of like emotionally quit the membership. Um, mm -hmm. right when I had started a conversation with her about being like a guest, um, a guest like event host and like all these things that would really help promote her business. She just didn't even tell me and like randomly deleted her card from file and canceled her mesh. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what is happening here? Like not mm -hmm. only do, not only are you required to give me a 30 day written notice, but we were literally just talking about you being a, like a event host inside of this. Like, why are you quitting? Did something happen that you didn't tell me? Like, so that was a really uncomfortable conversation. And I will say people don't expect those conversations from me. Mm -hmm. I have had issues with people um, not believing, but like people are always taken aback when I start upholding my boundaries. And this is something that I've gotten so much better at since 2020, but like 2019, Sam didn't uphold her boundaries mm. at all. Mm -hmm. She worked on Fridays, even though she wasn't supposed to, she answered emails and texts in the middle of the night, like 2019, Sam, people expected for her to go above and beyond and them to never reciprocate. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this girl did not expect me to call her out on this, but I was like, not only was I hurt, but I was just like taken aback and we were friends. Like I had named her business. Yeah. I had done thousands of dollars of free business consultation for her just as friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is, I was like, I'm only going to tell you this because we're friends and I need you to know how this made me feel like, first of all, I'm shocked. Second of all, what the fuck? <laughs> but, and she, she got really defensive because she didn't expect me to hold a boundary with her. Mm -hmm. She said she owed me nothing and it was just business. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Like you are in a contract and you owe me 30 days notice plus 30 days of payment. So yes, you do owe me something per the contract. But second of all, just as a friend, you do owe me an explanation and it's not just business because I never charged you for all the business I've given you and all the business right. that I've done for you for free. So this isn't business. This is our friendship and you're doing something really sketchy and she would not back down from it. And, and I actually encountered that a lot where it's because people didn't expect me to speak up for myself. Mm -hmm. They, they wouldn't back down. And they were just like, so taken aback that I would ever hold a boundary with them. So that was probably such a pivotal moment for me in my business where I was like, 
damn, I have not set enough boundaries. Yep. I let people walk the F all over me and I can't be doing this anymore. After I started setting boundaries, I started making more money. People started taking me more seriously. My friendships got better. My relationships got better. And I put off setting those types of boundaries for so long because I thought that they equaled conflict. And, and for a long time they did because, mm-hmm. you know, I would start these conversations and people would get defensive with me and then I'd back right off. And so then they thought they had the power over me and it was just, it felt messy for me. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, I figured out if I don't back off, even if they think I'm an asshole in the end, if I know that I'm in the right, I've done the right thing for myself and for my business in the long term. Um, So I feel like I have had to have some uncomfy conversations inside of membership. Another one would have been the one time that we ever had to kick someone out. Like, I mean, it was, it was a long time coming, but it was funny again, in the end, she tried to say she had no idea why she was being kicked out. And I'm like, we have had this conversation so many times (laughs) and I now have proof that you were soliciting people using the membership's name as the point of contact. Like, Hey, I know you from content and connection. Um, Mm -hmm. I have screenshots from 10 people. And those are just the people that reported you that you're soliciting them about a weight loss challenge that you're doing. Mm. I'm like, that is so inappropriate. And like, yep. Other things like we just can't be doing that. And we've talked about this and talked about it. And so finally in the end, that was probably like my first like representation of where I held my boundary. And I was like, okay, we have had like at least 10 conversations about this. It's, it's the time. And so in the end, she respected my decision and was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. She wanted me to out everyone who outed her though. And I was like, no, <laughs> you know who you talked to. Yeah. <laughs> Go look in your DMs. They've all sent me screenshots. Um, so anyway, I, I have had to have some of these uncomfortable conversations, but I will tell you, I didn't start off being good at them. And I still don't know that I would say I'm good at them. I would say that I'm, I see the value in them now though, and I will have them, but thankfully they're far and few between. (laughs) Well, I, I'm similar to you in that I do not enjoy having these conversations. Um, Mm. they are not fun. Uh, I don't think unless you're an Enneagram eight, I don't think anyone enjoys them to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say that. Um, I, I heard a piece of advice. I don't know where it was, to be honest. And I wish, I wish I could credit the source. It was a very long time ago that said, um, you know, having these conversations, it is three to five seconds of super bad awkwardness. Like Mm -hmm. that's seriously, because like you have to initiate that conversation. Once you get going, it's not bad, but you have to initiate Mm -hmm. Or so you either could take that three to five seconds of like real awful awkward, or you can just be resentful and bitter for the the rest of your relationship duration. That's your choice. So like when I had somebody who I had hired to do something and they literally just did not do their job, like at all, like nothing, (laughs) they just didn't do it. I was like, what do I do? And so I thought to myself, well, I guess I'm going to have to do this three to five seconds. And so I was like, Hey, you're supposed to be doing X. You're not doing it at all. And they were like, Oh yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. I don't think I can do it. And I was like, okay. So 
Now, I don't know if I had just like not said anything, would this person have just kept taking money for not doing a job? Like, I'm not sure. And they would. And then like, I look like such an idiot for continuing to pay someone just so I don't have to have a conversation with them. I mean, come on. Um, (laughs) then another, you know, another time, um, and this one was actually pretty recently, I was doing um, a newsletter and I I feel like a lot of times that this is really difficult, especially for women, because, um, you know, I like to be quote unquote friendly slash friends, like the mm. relationship is more important to me than the business, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I really, you know, cause like, I mean, at the end of the day, I, when I die, I don't think I'm going to die and have people be like, wow, she was such a good boss. It's more like, oh, she just was like a good person. Right. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like in my head. Right. So I, um, I had a, a person who I kind of believed was a friend or we were at least friendly and she told me she would pay me to do her newsletter. Mm. So I was doing her newsletter. Now, granted, it was super easy. It did not take a lot of a lot of my time. However, it was one of those things where, um, it, and if any of you use MailChimp and you have someone else do your um, emails, you know that will only let you log in for two weeks at a time, and then you have to get the code. And if you don't have the code, you have to it emails the person or it texts the person who has the account, and then you have to like get them to like be at their computer at the same time so they can email you the code. It's like a whole thing, right? It's just yeah. it's stupid annoying not hard. I'm not doing brain surgery. It's just stupid annoying. So literally this, I, she stopped paying me in July of last year. Okay. And I was doing this newsletter through December of 2020. I know. I know. Now this is not, this is not the first time that she did not pay me for services rendered. (laughs) But she was a friend. It only took me like 10 minutes to do this, blah, blah, blah. But she would get like very, um, and I can tell you all about this, Sam, after. <laughs> she would get very um, like email me or text me like, can you write this? You've got to write a blog post for this. I, I need this done by tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Like while I was trying to do actual work that like actually paid me, not asking me if I was free, nothing. And so um. I, I would complain about it to my husband and he was like, Maria, you just have to tell her, no, I'm not doing this anymore. So she hadn't, she, she hadn't talked to me for like two months and she texts me and she's like, Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah. By the way, I sent you a couple things that I need for the newsletter. And I was like, Oh, this is just what it is. She is just using me. We actually aren't friends. We aren't actually friends. <laughs> she is using me for all of her work that she doesn't want to do. So right. I, just texted her back and said, absolutely would love to chat. As far as the newsletter goes, I can't do any other work unless I'm being paid. So if you want to pay me, great, I will do it. If not, totally understand. Literally never spoke to me after that. (laughs) And I did see that she sent out the newsletter because apparently I'm still on the list. Wait, so she full on was expecting you to do this for free? Yes. How? Why? Why would she think that? To help her out because she's so busy and she doesn't believe that I like do work. I think that's the other thing because I don't go into an office or I don't, you know what I mean? Like every single day or do what she does that I'm like, not, I don't actually like have a real job. Does that make sense? Okay. I need to interject something there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
as people who start our own businesses and people who, you know, a lot of us have worked in the corporate world before we have these incredible skills that we've, you know, honed in on and we can take them into the business world and we can market them. Right. Mm -hmm. And first starting out, especially you want to like get the experience and get the testimonials and all this stuff. Right. And so you'll, you'll start doing things as favors or for free. Um, but here's where that gets sticky is like, when do you stop doing it that way? Mm -hmm. Because if your value is determined by the way that you set your value and what people will pay. So those two things will determine your value. Right. But if you don't come up strong from the beginning with what your value is and make sure that that is well-established, they won't ever value you. Yeah. They, might go off Maria and pay someone who's charging $30 an hour just because she said that from the jump, because she said $30 an hour, she may have 10 years less experience than you, but because she said she was $30 an hour, that person believes it. Well, I mean, here's the crazy thing. She did pay me. She used to pay me. She paid me January through July. And then she just stopped. So here's my other question too. Like, my first question was like, does she know she's not paying you? Because I have my girls invoice me because I would not remember to mm-hmm. pay them. Were mm-hmm. you invoice? No, she just would. She would just pay me. Like, how did she pay you? Like, just, she would just pay Venmo me. Up. She would Venmo me every month after it got sent out. She would Venmo me. And you guys had like an agreed upon rate. Yeah. Okay. So she totally knew she wasn't paying you. Um, she probably will claim that she forgot because she's so busy and her life is so crazy. And like, it was just like, I, and it was up to me to remind her, um, which, you know, is probably my fault because again, tricky conversations don't love having them. Um, and you know, friends and money and, uh, um, but like, how many times do I need to remind you? You know what I mean? Like, for me, I would have sent her the Venmo request after yeah. like five. <laughs> I know. I'd have been like, bitch better have my money. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess it was just like an, I, I'm similar. I get, I often will do things for people because I can do them quickly and like, Hey, I'm just helping you out or whatever. And then I think it turns into like, Oh, Maria is just going to do this for me for free. And I don't yeah. really care about our friendship. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And, you know, the other thing too is, and here's an, uh, like a side caveat to all like my, it's like, I never expect anybody to do anything for me for free. Right. Like, let's say her and I had had an agreement and she was doing stuff for me for free. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, well, I'm getting something out of this too, but I was getting nothing out of this. It was just like a cause, a headache for me. Yeah. At, in the end. <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? Did you ever end up having this tricky conversation or have you just let it be like, she doesn't reply to you. You don't reply to her. Oh, I just think like it's done. It's over. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll probably ever speak to her again, to be honest, Right, which is really crazy. <laughs> I threw, you don't want your July through December money. You're just going to call it what it is. Oh, I'll never get it. No. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. It's just, it's not worth to me trying to get it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think with some people, you just have to call it what it is and be like, okay, 
well, I'll take the loss on that one. That was my bad. My bad. It, yep. Yeah. I I should yeah. have, I should have done what you said. I should have like been doing the Venmo request every single time. Like just been like, Hey, where is this money or bringing it up every time? But you know, I often will treat people how I treat others. And so mm-hmm. For me, if I had, if I had missed a payment and then someone was doing another month's work, I'd have been like, oh my gosh, I didn't pay you. Here's double because I forgot. You know what I mean? That like, I don't like that weighing on me, but yeah. I guess, you know, Brian, my husband is always like, Maria, you people are not like you. <laughs> right. I so. think too, people just are like, so in their own worlds. Right. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is. And I would say like, over communication even when you think it might be a tricky conversation or they might push back on you like in that situation if you would have over communicated and been like oh yeah just just a reminder um I haven't seen my Venmo yet or you know whatever like that Mm -hmm. um probably would have been like oh my gosh Maria thank you so much for the reminder but I think it probably got to the point where she was like hmm Maria hasn't noticed that I haven't paid her so not gonna pay her you know kind of thing well Um, and like when I brought it up in the text message of like hey I need to get paid she should have said oh my gosh I have I not been paying you oh shoot but when she didn't respond to that I was like oh she knows she's just right because that could happen as an honest mistake of like oh my god I didn't even realize I haven't been paying you let me get let me get you caught up on that I am so sorry like that should apply in a normal world but again we don't live in a normal world anymore (laughs) no people are shitty nowadays for whatever reason so that is really shitty that she didn't reply to you and then that you noticed that her newsletter went out anyway like she was like oh shit I got caught like right she could have been like she could have said hey I'm sorry I can't pay you I'm gonna do it myself I'd have been like okay but there was like no communication I was like oh okay is there in that for her right like she would never because there's shame in that so that was really shitty on her part that she didn't even reply to you and yeah yeah, but it just tells you you know like you have to be picky about who you do business with and Mm -hmm. these kind of things are so good for us like they suck but they always teach exactly what we need to know especially about ourselves because Mm -hmm like that's going to make you a better business owner later. Like now you'll probably never not invoice someone. You will right. have the upper right a contract mm-hmm. and have invoice. And you know, I thankfully saw that play out in a really really sketchy way with my last job where they got themselves in a pickle. They were in like $30,000 into a job that they fronted the money for that the people ended up backing out from. They oh. didn't cover their asses and they lost that $30,000 and the people never paid a dime on it. And it, it just sucks, you know? And so I saw that from the jump and I was like, I will always have contracts. I will always have invoices in my business. But I, you know, when you're, when you're doing it for a friend, you don't Mm -hmm. think, you know, that you need that, whatever. And so, you know, there's, there's no shame in having a contract with a friend because you got to protect yourselves. And even, even then, like my story that I just told about this girl was like, Oh, I, I owe you nothing. I'm like, actually I can yeah. list about five here that you owe me, but <laughs> here you go. <laughs> so Did she end up paying? Nope. And I didn't want to pay yeah. per se. Like she 
and that I needed money from her. I was just like, what the fuck? And what had happened was she thought that she lost her unemployment. So she was like on a mad dash, just mm-hmm. canceling everything, just going crazy when, and I will say like, I felt really bad for her. Her husband was deployed at the time. She was not like, she was probably one of the most, what's the word? Like just out of whack people in the whole pandemic that I had even come across. Like mm-hmm. she was just not doing well mentally. Yeah. So I didn't for too long, but like other friends from our friend group came in and were like, dude, this was really shitty that you did this. And she held her ground on it the whole wow. time. And Oh, the, the worst part of it was, was, uh, she fed me a, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I was oh. like, nope, that's where, that's where I draw the line because you actually now have absolutely no empathy. You're going to take no responsibility for the shit you did and you are going to gaslight me. So absolutely mm-hmm. fucking not. Mm-hmm. We won't be anymore. Um, because, you know, as we're digging deeper into this conversation, she's telling me that like, she has a really hard time making friends and blah, blah. And I'm like, well, maybe it's because you do shit like this to your friends. Like, <laughs> hello. Like she has telling me she has no friends and she blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you literally just took your credit card off file and alienated all your friends. Yeah. you Like, it's totally fine if you need to leave the group, by the way. Like that is absolutely fine right. at any point. What I'm asking for is an explanation, which I require from everyone, but especially yeah. my friends who I have literally handed them all the business they've ever had. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. An explanation is all. And, and then the 30 day notice, if you're able to swing it, like if for some reason you're in a financial situation where you can't just tell me, explain it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, that's the problem. And that's why we have to have these hard conversations with people because they know what they're obligated to. But these days, People won't own up to their shit. Just like this woman. She didn't reply to you. They're just anticipating because in the past, um, like you, I've had a pattern of not enforcing the boundary of letting it go because I valued a friendship over being paid or whatever it is. And I think people just count on not being held up to what they agreed to. I think really- They're just like, oh, you know what? I don't really, you know, Sam probably is never going to come after me for this. So I'm just not going to say anything, right? I'm not going to do it. Like I was never even going to enforce the 30 days or whatever. All I wanted, all I was asking for was as a friend and as someone who has helped her Mm -hmm. for an episode, had shame. And Mm -hmm. it's when people have this shame, just like your girl, she was definitely feeling shame. So she just didn't reply to you. And I think that is the most cowardice shit that you can do. If I, if it is brought to my attention that I have wronged someone or that I have hurt their feelings, the first thing I'm ever going to do, I will never say, sorry, you feel that way. Sorry, you interpret it that way. The first thing I'm going to say is, oh my God, I am so sorry that I caused that for you. Yeah. I had no idea. That yeah. wasn't. I was having so I didn't know that and I'm so sorry not I'm sorry you feel that way but I'm sorry that I made you feel that way I'm sorry that I did something to make you feel that way and you don't hear that anymore you don't see that from people people will not own up to their shit anymore and I'm so sick of it like 
I, <laughs> I have learned, yeah, I have learned from, you know, there have been times during my own, being a business owner where somebody that has worked for me has come to me and said, you like did X, Y, Z. And I was like, you know, anytime anybody comes to anyone and they're like, you did this, you're going to get defensive. It is natural because in the mo for the most part, unless you're a narcissist, because you do not want to make other people feel bad or hurt or neglected or wronged or, you know, any of those things. Right. Yeah. However, like you have to step outside yourself and yep. realize that for generally speaking, what they are saying is what has happened, how they are feeling. And you have to validate that. And if you oh, go ahead. Well, like you can't negate someone else's experience. You can't exactly. tell matter of factly, which I think a lot of us, you know, we do think matter of factly. Well, it's like, well, yeah, there's your side, his side and the truth. Yes, mm -hmm. that is true. Mm -hmm. But we're mm -hmm. also emotionally intelligent human beings. Mm -hmm. And we need to, instead of get defensive, which is obviously the natural reaction, but like we are no longer Neanderthals. We're no longer cavemen. We yeah. can actually look inside and be like, oh my gosh, you know, that wasn't how I felt about it. And so I'm so sorry that that's how you felt about it. Like, yeah. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Thank you so much for bringing it to my attention. And I will make sure I don't do that again. Like yeah. the accountability and the ownership of it has to happen first. And I think that's where if the hard conversation happens and goes wrong, like that's where it happens. It's in that moment of lack of accountability, even if you don't agree that you did that, right? Like, even, yes. Even that isn't your experience. Like, you know, your friend may have said like, oh my gosh, I totally thought I'd paid you. That's okay. But say sorry first. Oh yeah. I mean, I've had to say like, I am so sorry. You are right. I am sorry. Like mm -hmm. period, not, but not, oh, you know, whatever. It's just like, you're right. I am super sorry. Now I've also yeah. had this happen to me. This happened about a year ago where I had to apologize to someone and they would not accept my apology. Like they, I think oh. they were hoping that I would get super defensive so they could come after me, but I didn't. Oh. And then they just came after me anyway. <laughs> so were they an Enneagram eight or maybe a nine? Um, probably a nine, probably a nine wing eight. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, you are so right. I am so sorry. I apologize like that. I, I'm so sorry. And they just kept going on and on and after me and after me. And I'm like, you're right. I'm so sorry. You're right. I'm so sorry. And they just kept on going on and on and after me and after me. And I was just like, I don't know how else to say I'm sorry. And you're right. And it, it just like ended very awkwardly. Um, but I felt fine with it because I knew that, um, I had apologized yeah. and it was, and I had never intended to do anything to upset them. It was literally like, just kind of like the time in life and things got crazy and I forgot to tell them something. Mm. Um, and it went spiraling. Um, anyway, but you know, I've also had other situations and this is, um, something where I had somebody that was working for me they were always, um, they were always doing everything right all the time. And all of a sudden they just stopped doing everything right all the time. And like, I'm hmm. like what the heck is happening? And I really wanted to like come after this person because, um, in the past they always called me out on my ish. And so I was like, I'm going to mm -hmm. call them out on their ish, but I was like, wait a minute. 
I actually talked to someone about it and they were like, why don't you just find out if everything's okay with them? Because if this is like a out of character for them, something's going mm. on. And so yeah. as the boss, instead of being like, hey, you didn't do this. What the heck is going on? Like you, you know, I said, hey, I noticed that you didn't do X, Y, Z. Is everything okay? And yeah. they emailed me back and said, no, things are not okay. Um, like, I guess their father-in-law was like dying of cancer. Oh my gosh. Things were really bad, but she didn't tell me. So I didn't know. And I was like, okay, I got it. Like, and had I come after her in a accusatory way, I think things would have really blown up, you know? Right. Um, So I also think that like, when we are having to have those hard conversations with the people that work for us to like, remember how they are all the time. And then if there's something that's like, cause two things could be happening. One, they could be like, you know what? I don't want to do this. And I'm going to see how long it's going to take Maria to find out. Or two, something really horrible in their life is happening. And we just need to give them some grace. And yeah. Like, because think- that's going to happen to us too. <laughs> right. Like just treating people like people and humanizing the yes. experience yes. is so, so important because that's what we would want extended to us mm-hmm. if we were in that situation. And I think, you know, um, there are just like so many, so many things that people are just ready to fly off the handle about these days. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if we took a step back and we took accountability and humanize the experience, then these hard conversations don't have to be hard. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. So just remembering that people are people. Yeah. And I wonder if we could, I wonder if how normal it would be to like go into um, a conversation with being like, hey, like set that premise first. Like, I wonder if like Brene Brown could give us some tips on that. Like, hey, <laughs> we're both humans. <laughs> I'm coming to you from this perspective. I just want to make sure that you're hearing me, you know, that kind of thing. Like, because well, again, we all are so yeah. defensive. So I recently just had this. So um, I know this podcast is coming out. This is going to be a few weeks after the poll, but I did have a tricky conversation with a client and I had emailed them um, because they, what happened was I got sent an email on a Friday morning saying, I need this done by Monday morning. Right. And it was a whole list of things I had to do. Now I'm a freelancer. Okay. Yeah. Number one, I wasn't planning to work that day. Okay. Number two, we had a very busy um, weekend, which ended up in the ER. So it was a very busy weekend. Um, yeah. So I just like that, the, the way the email came across to me was incredibly disrespectful and um, also like not taking into account the fact that I might be out of town. Like, what if I'm out of town? Like there was, you know what I mean? Like I'm a freelance. I don't work every day <laughs> for right. this person. So I emailed back and I just said, you know, I will try to get this done. However, in the future, if you need me to do something that is going to require me to work over the weekend, I would appreciate it if you asked me if I'm available. Number one, mm-hmm. I was, I had to remind this person, like, I'm a freelancer. I don't work for you every single day. Like I, you know, what if I had, what if I was out of, uh, yeah. What if I was out of town? Like, I don't tell my clients when I'm going on vacation. I just like, I always make sure all my work's done. Right. 
unless mm-hmm. it's going to affect the like day like, weekly work I usually do right anyway, so then that Monday so last week we had to have we had this conversation and I went into it and I said look I know that you didn't mean to be me like I know who my 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 client is mm-hmm. however the intent of your message is not the way it came across mm-hmm. and I just need you to know that and thankfully, my client was incredibly apologetic and totally understood. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully in the future, things will be different because everybody has to learn just because they are, you know, someone that pays you, mm-hmm. um, like, quote unquote, I guess, like your boss, right? Like, I guess, like in a way, um, doesn't mean that they're perfect, doesn't mean that they're great at managing, you know, their situation either. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I... Yeah, it's just like remembering people are human, but also it's okay to remind people that remind people that hey, like you can also do better. Give it, give everybody a chance to do better, right? Because we don't always realize what we do and how it affects other people. Because I've also been known to like shoot off an email just because it's on my brain, and I'm like, here, blah 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 blah. Here's an email because like, oh my gosh, if I don't get this out of my brain, I'm gonna forget it. And then having someone come back and be like, Maria, that was not that seemed like. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was not my tone at all when I sent it. <laughs> right. And I think that's where the digital age kind of shoots us in the foot because mm-hmm. tone cannot be read. And mm-hmm. I'm sure she like that at all. You know, she was probably like on the phone trying to write the email at the same time, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it came off rude and she, that was never the intention. However, if she had said it in person or on the phone to you, like right. it would have been probably re- completely differently. Or so, if there had been any like... Hey, um, please let me know if you have time to do this or, Hey, I know you're going to have to work over the weekend for this. I'm going to pay you extra or any, just like any like understanding that like, I'm asking you to do something more than planned, but there wasn't. And that should always be the tone when you're working with a freelancer, by the way, is like, Mm -hmm. it should always be like, Hey, can you fit this in? Not I'm telling you, right. Like you're, you know, like. It's okay to say like, hey, I really need this by Monday. If you can do it, let me know. If not, let me know so that I can do right. it myself. Right. You know, you needing it by Monday isn't. Isn't my problem. For question. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not Maria's problem if it's Friday, you know, like right. you needing it by Monday shouldn't dictate whether you keep your job, You they keep their job or not. Like you should have an agreement with your clients on like, hey, I will always give you a 48 hour notice or I will pay you extra if you can do it in that time or, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. Because again, this is a whole human experience. Like we cannot treat people like robots. We cannot treat people like just the receiving end of our disgruntlement and our problems. Like people are not put here to just solve your problems. While that may be how some people see you, that's really not what their entire life purpose mm-hmm. is. <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. They've got a lot going on in their life. Like Maria said that that weekend she ended up in the ER. She wouldn't have even been able to do this. Mm-hmm. Even, even if she maybe had gotten a couple more days notice, you know? So it's just, it, it can be hard. But again, over communication, standing up for yourself and what you believe and being willing to accept their apology and move on from it too is yeah. the other thing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Not just being like, oh, well, she's screwed up one too many times. I've never told her about it until now. 
now I'm angry. So now I'm never talking to her again. You know, that is a very immature stance. That's not emotionally mature. That's not emotionally intelligent. Right. If you have a problem with someone, you need to speak up because they're, there's a high chance that they have no idea that they're causing that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And, you know, if they do know, they may not reply to you because they're feeling shame and they may just ghost you like what happened to Maria. And then it just isn't a problem anymore anyway. So. i just feel like we could talk and ad nauseum about this but i think you know that's a that's a good start for our um tricky conversations and i'd love to know if you guys can drop in either dm us on instagram just some of your experiences with having to deal either you are coming to like a boss figure or you are coming to, um, you know, a client or somebody that works for you. Like what have, has your experiences been? We'd love to know them and um, Mm -hmm. hear your situations. Yes. Please share. We'll put up a post that has um, an announcement for this podcast. And we want to hear about your tricky conversations and how they went and maybe how they've gotten better over the years. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. If you haven't taken the time to leave us a review on the podcast, we would absolutely love that. That is such a great gift to us. Um, it is something that we can use to help us uh, secure new guests for the podcast and get awesome people in front of you guys. Um, but it also just warms our hearts to, to know that we are making an impact with you. So Um, if you are loving the podcast, please let us know by leaving us a review and, um, yeah, we can't wait to see you next week. We are chatting all kinds of things, marketing, social, hard conversations, Mm -hmm. (laughs) tricky things in your business. So, um, we can't wait to see you next week and we will catch you then. Bye guys. Bye.